Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's edition of the About to Review podcast, here to amplify diverse voices in media. As always, I'm your host, that guy named John. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. It is listed everywhere. You can also find full links to the show notes and guests at aboutreview.com. Follow the podcast on social media at About to Review on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to support the show, there's a support tab on the website where you can do just that. On this week's episode, there are only going to be two movie reviews. One is of The Curse of La Llorona, and then the, you know, arguably one of the biggest movies to come out this year, Avengers Endgame. Joining me on this adventure, I am honored, and I'm introducing her first because you already know the second person. I am honored to have in studio the one, the only... Curly Nerd Jess from the Curly Nerd Podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for watching my podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> do the YouTube. Right. Hey, everybody. It's the Curly Nerd Jess. And Happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. Anytime I can get Jess in the studio and she is not in New York is, is a privilege. And also joining us on this adventure is Tim Hall, the People's Critic. Always good to be back in studio. So the three of us literally just got out of the advanced screening of Avengers Endgame. Uh, we will be definitely talking about that and breaking that down. Uh, as well as, I will start the episode with just a quick review of The Curse of La because I'm the only one in this studio who actually had the chance to see it. Had to be cursed with the curse of... We shall see. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into all of that, we'll go to the original theme song created by Damien Randall of Ill-Mannered Media. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. We are back from the theme song. Uh, so, yeah, there normally would be a geek news section right here. But for this week's episode, I really just wanted to get through the first review and then focus on Avengers Endgame. All right. So being that first review is The Curse of La Llorona, directed by Michael Chavez. And this is a movie that tangentially is part of the Conjuring universe. I say tangentially because... They never really made that part of the marketing. It just said on the banner, it was like, from the producers of or in the world of The Conjuring without really anything else. As opposed to the other films like Annabelle or The Nun, where it was front and center, like, this is a Conjuring universe movie. This one did not really take that approach, and I am not sure why. Uh, but this takes the... Story, the Mexican folklore tale of La Llorona, who is a woman who, various iterations of the story, drowns her two children. Mm. She then roams the world, roams the, yeah, I guess roams the world. Drowning children? Drowning children. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Not for any reason. <laughs> so in this story. She drowns her children for what reason? She recreating her kid's death all the time? Well, her husband was cheating on, her husband was cheating on her. Okay. And so... To get revenge, she wanted to take the one thing that he loved away from him. So she runs her children, but then she feels really bad about it and holds them and cries. And so in certain iterations of the folklore, she is known as like the weeping woman. All these things because you hear this woman crying. Oh, yeah. And then you get killed. So it takes, (laughs) we get an intro like in Mexico. Why is she still killing? Yeah, we never. I mean, just like a with, really good question. With most possession stories, there is more of a. I mean, I hate to say logic to it. It's a possession story. Is the Conjuring a possession story? Well, Annabelle is a possession story, right? I'm like, but this is just a ghost story. This is essentially yes, a, a ghost, not even a demon story, but yeah, I guess more along the lines of a of a ghost story, a mm. haunting story. Mm. Uh, the Sounds movie like starts fun. off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the movie starts off. In Mexico, mm-hmm. it is in Spanish. Like I really liked the setting and like kind of where they were going from it. Take place in the past when it starts. Yes. Yeah. So you see the the initial murder. Yes. Okay. Uh, because you see, you see her the the mom, 
go off and is like drowning one of the children while the other boy, you know, kind of like he stumbles upon this, sees that, freaks out, and then she goes after him. Okay. So we see that. And I liked that it was in Spanish. When you were taking a story like this that is based on a true folklore of a certain region of the world, lean into it. Like really like give us more of that. So we get a little bit in the beginning and then we are transported to I think it was the seventies. I forget what year. The seventies where uh Linda Linda Cardellini Card Cardellini Lini mm-hmm. uh her she is there with her two kids. Her husband was a police officer who was killed. She is a caseworker and she then ends up getting cursed by this woman. How? Why? Yeah. So For what of, reason? One of the <laughs> one of one of her cases that she has, she's a social worker. Ooh. Is this woman and so she goes to like check up on her cuz her boys have not been coming to school. So she goes to this woman's house and her children are locked in the closet. And the woman is very adamant. The woman actually is played um I liked her Patricia Velasquez. Mm-hmm. She was in the Mummy movies mm-hmm. as the yeah, Knox yeah, and yeah. the Moon. Yes, she's beautiful. She's yeah, she was gorgeous. So she is kind of going crazy in this apartment. Here comes Linda Cardellini's character, uh, Anna. They're like, where are the boys? And the mom is freaking out. And so she sees them locked in a closet. She was like, I need to get them out. The mom is like, they're safe in there. Like, no, don't open that door. Of course, she opens the door. And like, it goes to give you this jump scare. But no, the kids are just like sitting on the floor, a little bit malnourished, like they have been in this closet. But they were safe. Soon as she lets the kids out, the mom starts freaking out because then, of course, La Llorona, the weeping woman, knows that they are there. Why the safe in the closet? She had a bunch of markings on the door. It never really is explained, uh-huh. but there was some sort of reason behind that. And that kind of leads me to one of my issues with this movie is that things do not really get explained, which in horror movies, in ghost stories, we do not need to be spoon fed. It can just be a ghost story. Like Annabelle, there's a possessed doll. Just roll with it. Who cares? This one, it gives you little bits that could be interesting and never really goes anywhere with them. So her family then, of course, ends up getting chased by this ghost uh, because now the ghost wants to kill her children. That doesn't make any sense. Nope. The thing that always drives me about ghost stories, possession stories are always scarier than ghost stories. Mm -hmm. But I always think, like, how do ghosts touch you if they are spirits going through things well this one it can take spooky fingers this one it can take physical form and i mean just like with a lot of horror movies like you see hate it you see a daughter like taking a bath and she's like oh i need to get the shampoo out of my hair and so like she said rinse please the ghost starts like massaging her she was like ow ow and then she gets dunked into the water and everything Mm -hmm. so but again it has some interesting moments. I think a lot of the Conjuring movies, and we talked about this before we were recording, they rely on a decent storyline, some good acting, and a low budget, and end up making a hundred, like two hundred times their budget. Mm-hmm. This movie, it just kind of shows you still need to have a good story, right? Because the acting is actually decent. Like Linda Cardellini is good in this. Um, there is a kind of exiled priest who helps them a latin priest who kind of helps always a priest of course but (laughs) always a a shunned priest you know of course who does things off book shunned priest right because he was part of the order and the priest from the annabelle movies or the conjuring movies is in this he is kind of that connecting fiber well no he is that is the other thing is it does not even lean into the conjuring stuff we see him and we're like oh okay you know this is gonna be it and he was like Go talk to this guy instead of me. I can't get involved. Mm. I'm busy doing other conjuring I'm too stuff. busy. Yeah, I'm so. too busy like exercising demons. Yeah. Right. And then like we see a flashback of the priest in from, I can't remember if it was Conjuring or like the one nun. of the Annabelle movies. But it was like, again, all those loose fibers lean into one thing or multiple things, but actually do it. We see some of the characters in this movie speaking Spanish later, which is great. But not enough of it. Like her husband, these kids are are half Latin. So we're like, okay, there could be a connection there. But her husband died in line of duty, but we never get to know him. Mm -hmm. Just say back when, back when Guillermo del Toro 
mm-hmm. was doing like Guillermo del Toro presents Mama right. or Light. You know, like he was producing some of these movies, but yes. they're just like, let me just give some money to some indie filmmakers. Right, right, right. Just say James Wan produced La Llorona. Instead of tying it in the Conjuring universe. They did say that he. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought but he in, was the director. No. 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 <laughs> oh, you did say who was the director or something? Uh, the director of this one was Michael Chavez. Because, yeah, because they on the trailer, they act, make it sound like James Wan was From the, the producer, producer of The Conjuring. Because James yeah. Wan did. Aquaman. Thank you, Aquaman. Yes. Thank you, yes. And James Wan is a, is a competent director. Like, he, he, he can do stuff. But this one, it just, it just <laughs> kept going back to... People making dumb decisions in horror movies, which Tim and I always talk about. You need people to do that. Yeah. This is the dumbest family. Yeah. Like they, everything they do is dumb. Everything they do is dumb. You know that there's a there's a ghost woman who is trying to drown children. You know what? Let's take a gang of baths. Yeah. <laughs> or or yeah. Or take around water all the time. Yeah, all the time. No, don't take a shower. Take a bath. This, hey, you know that deep, really, really deep bathtub with on the feet, like from like the twenties. Oh, that, that is the one they have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take a gang of baths in that. Yep. Uh, Let me know how it goes. The the rogue priest who has gone kind of back to uh, more Latin-based mysticism protects the house. Like, the house is protected. He sprinkles some stuff around the barriers, does some incantations. House, safe. You hear her banging at the doors. Safe. They'll leave the house. Wait for it. The young daughter sees her teddy bear outside of the front door. Opens the front door, reaches past the barrier, which is still fine, and it keeps cutting like down to her knees, like almost crossing the barrier. And she reaches and reaches, almost gets it, and it like keeps. We're like, we know what you're going to do, so she ends up grabbing it and then drags it across the barrier. Of course, La Llorona then swoops in. It breaks the barrier, and it was like, really, that that was that was it. Kids love their teddy bears, uh, <laughs> I guess. And then, but it had the gall to like have this teddy bear be like. Remember when your dad gave you this bear and you hold it tight and as if he is here. But we never see the dad in flashbacks. We never get the connection. It just was so corny. surface yeah. level. Yeah. Uh, the creature design, which normally in these movies is good. Mm-hmm. Like even in The Nun, which was a terrible movie, the creature you know, so design. I didn't even see The Nun, but mm-hmm. I saw what The Nun looked like. And yeah. I was like, that's not very scary. In the, in the movie, it at yeah. least looks good. Like, it looks interesting. Annabelle, terrifying because it is a creepy doll. Yeah. Uh, the Conjuring stuff, this, the creature design is awful. Is it, yeah. Like, it is just basically yellow eyes, yellow-orange eyes, and, like, a CGI white face mm-hmm. that moves in weird ways. Mm. And when you finally do get that, like, jump scare of, like, you see the face for the first time, it is bad. Oh, Like, well. it, just, it just looks bad. <laughs> well, so... Well, what do you give it? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, the rating system for the podcast, if this is your first time listening, there are only three choices. Good, bad, or ugly. Uh, good is something you would recommend to a friend. Bad is something you did not, you know, necessarily enjoy, not necessarily want to tell your friends about right away, but it was okay. Ugly, avoid at all costs. La Llorona from, uh, what was it? One more time. The director. Michael Chavez. Gets an ugly. Like, this is a pointless entry into the Conjuring universe. Mm-hmm. It le- it gives us nothing. How was the actual acting in it, though? Decent. Okay. Like, Linda Cardellini was good. Patricia Velasquez, for the parts that we see her, are good. Plus, she's just beautiful. There is one scene when the La Llorona actress, who we see in the very beginning in that flashback scene, we see her human form a little uh-huh. bit later. Mm-hmm. That is done all right. But all of the CGI was just bad. This is the dumbest family. This is just an ugly. Like, this had a couple jump scares, but almost all of them are in the trailer. So, yeah. It's so ugly. I saw, yeah, because I saw that trailer before I saw Shazam, I think, or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was weird. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Which, oh, is that why? Yeah. yeah. I was like, why are they showing us this horror movie before, before kids Shazam? Movie. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, should I even be watching this? I don't even know Demons in my house. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah. It, but just, it looked bad, though. I wish that also, I mean... With the Latin cast, which granted, this is a Mexican folklore tale, and there were not any Mexicans involved. Right, because she's Italian. No, she is uh, like Venezuelan and stuff. Oh, she's Venezuelan. Cardellini is Venezuelan. No, oh, sorry, Linda Cardellini. I was talking about Patricia Velasquez. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. He was like, Linda Cardellini is Venezuelan. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so just focus. If this had been a 
Mexican horror film in Spanish, or at least 90% Spanish, really going into the folklore and mysticism. Like a Guillermo thing. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, not Pan's Labyrinth level, because that was incredible. Right, right. And that was Spanish. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It just did not. So it gets an ugly. Womp. Well, yep. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> you, need, you need to have the prices Right fail. Let me see yes. if I can find that. Anytime you give something an ugly, you have to do that. Uh, <laughs> when they fail at Plinko. Yeah, Plinko. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite Price is Right game? The one where they had to guess the price of the grocery store stuff. Over Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I that, I like that one. one. Because I always would, because my mom always shopped like on a budget, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Always was extreme couponer. So when they would have the actual retail price on things, I would be like, wait, that's how much that costs? Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> my mom used the coupons. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was always interesting to see. Yeah. I liked Plinko because it was just chaos. Like yeah. you really the, would get the people at the top of the ladder being like, oh, let me go over here. Eh, there is yeah. no strategy. Oh, you know the other one I loved was Yodeli. What's the one, the little, like, oh, yeah, the Yodeler guy? Yeah. guy? He's going up. <laughs> You that know? one that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well that reminds me of the sound of music. Mm-hmm. High on the hills to the lonely goat. Yodel lady, yodel lady, yodel lady. He who. She yodeled back to the lonely goat. Yodel lady, yodel lady, yodel loo. Oh, lady, yodel lady. Anyway. Uh yeah, so this is why I miss having Jess in studio. She gets <laughs> all of like, my. She gets Tim's my musical just like, jokes. My man, let's get to the next one. <laughs> so. The next movie on the docket that we just got out of the advanced screening for is Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. This is a film that has been 10 years in the making. 11. Ele- yes, 11. Yeah, technically, yeah. 11 years in the making, 22 films. Mm-hmm. 22 films. In in total. Like, if yeah. all, because they're including. I need, a, like, a gif of, like, Kevin Feige laying on that stack of money, like, what's his name yeah, in uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad? Bad? Like, yeah. laying just on a stack of money. Like, was, you know. Yeah, that's what's coming. How, many, how much money do you think he makes personally? And especially when you hear his, like, backstory, you're just like, my man, like, you were, like, an assistant on Rando sets, and now you're, like, the head of Marvel. Yeah. Impressive. And not just the head of Marvel. You are the puppet master like you, you, you took all these properties yes the only ones that marvel had left because they sold everything in the 90s yeah because yeah. they were flat broke and he was like let me just start weaving these yeah. things together with iron man with captain america and then just boom but the biggest accomplishment to me with feige is he's really changed the way people look at making franchises in yeah. right, Hollywood. right. Like and, people and have it, really tried to copy that we, we talked about this before the movie like it's really been unsuccessful for a lot of mm-hmm. people because right he has the blueprint and everyone else can't seem to follow that blueprint it's almost like he has the trademark on it yeah I you mean, know like and no, and no one else or the copyright like no one yeah. else can can, can, do it. can, can but again he does. we just talked about 11 years like that's patience I don't know mm-hmm. if absolutely has that kind of patience. absolutely because people want it right now no I want Avengers they want people that. want a return on their investment immediately, immediately. They, yeah. do, they don't want to like take the time because when, I remember when the first Iron Man came out it was like, eh, okay. I liked it because, you know, yeah. we're geeks, right? We love mm-hmm. that. It took a long time for the lay person to get in to get into, <laughs> into the geek world, right? Yeah. And now, like, how many con- there's the Comic Con every weekend? Yeah. yeah. Because every of these weekend. movies. Because of his movies. And I think the Because only... Christopher Nolan was doing Batman movies and that wasn't bringing people like. It wasn't catching on that. It wasn't catching no. on like that because <laughs> no. they were still Christopher Nolan movies. They weren't really superhero movies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know? Which is like, how people still view the Batman, his that's Batman how trilogy. I view them. Yeah, yeah. Those are Christopher Nolan movies. Those are Nolan movies, yeah. Because yeah. okay. anytime people try to say to me, like, oh, my favorite movie is The Dark Knight, and I'm like, that's not a superhero movie. That's a Nolan movie. Yeah. I'm talking about un- like DC Universe, Marvel Universe. Yeah. So yeah. let's see. Oddly enough, the only group that has been successful in that is The Conjuring. Yeah. Oh, Like, The mean, Conjuring yeah. the Conjuring shared universe, outside of The Nun and La Llorona, it actually does make sense. Like, yeah. everything kind of ties in. Nah. It, You're well, giving it a lot more credit than I was. Well, no, I'm saying, but it is the only one that has come close to that, like of a shared universe. Because it's the DC the one still tend to fall apart. Yeah, yeah it's, it's come still, the it still tend to fall apart. Yeah, as bad as like an X Men universe falls apart, you know. Oof, yeah. the yeah. rebooting and restarting yes. and all of yeah. that, and yeah. yeah. So Tim, Pump how about fix. you? Uh, how about you set up? I love Avengers. Tim, I love when Tim oh. does a setup. Well, I then, love it. Now I look forward now to it. I'm not even kidding you. Every week when yeah. Tim and when Tim is on, yeah. and you're like Tim, why don't you tell us about the movie? I just li- I'm like, man, Tim does a good job of doing. I, that. I, I wish no I pressure. Did. Go for no it. No pressure at all. Uh, it, this is uh, the follow up to Infinity War, mm-hmm. and the film picks up uh, sort of right after um, the events of Infinity War have unfolded. It's been what 22 days. Mm-hmm. Um, they make an attempt to. Uh, approach Thanos and mm-hmm. then there's a time jump and we try to figure out how our heroes are going to try to bring all of their friends back and sort of undo what Thanos has done with the snap yep yeah 
pretty much. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah that's pretty that's much it. it. Without and having it, to spoil anything. I was I like, and this, this is another movie where we can talk about a lot of the stuff. Yeah. But this, like a lot of everything is going to be would be spoilers, and we're not going to do that on this episode. Spoiler. And I, I would tell people, you know, initially, uh, go in as blind as you can. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of it was like, and we we talked about this you know, on our way here to record. There are certain, honey, we talked about this before we even watched the movie. Right. There are certain steps, I think, which I appreciate about Marvel Studios, where a normal studio would do one way and Marvel decides to do another way. Even sort of where the characters are at when we meet them. Like, they're all very broken in different right. ways. Yeah. Yep. And it, it's it's not like, oh, these people are broken. Like, it's in the dialogue, it's in the conversation, it's in the interaction, and it sort of bleeds through the rest of the film as these heroes are having their moments like that's still part of it yeah everybody is flawed yeah and everybody is dealing with tragedy yeah in different ways do you remember do you remember the first thing tony says uh no the first thing he says when he gets there when 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 he when when he shows back up at at avengers hq uh not when he's like no no before that when he first gets off the ship oh where where is she nope okay he talks to. Oh, so, yeah. Cap. He has the interaction with Cap. What does he say to Cap? You would remember. I lost the kid. That oh. is what the he said. First thing, first he, thing says. he says is, "I lost the kid." That yeah. you're right. I lost the kid. It's the yeah. first, not asking about Pepper. Mm-hmm. He says, "I lost the kid." Why would he ask about Pepper? Gwyneth Paltrow is wildly boring. It would be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and, and I think they, a normal franchise would be he's trying to find his maid, and it's this right. whole reunion, yeah. and it's not. He his first thing that. is talking to Cap, and he says, "I lost the kid," and that's this thing that sort of push, is pushing him. Yeah. Even we see, with we see later on in the movie, he has with the photograph of yeah, with the photograph of all of that, and I think because even in that one scene, which we'll get like we can kind of get to, but yeah. I won't talk about like there's another picture, yeah, but mm-hmm. he still pulls the picture out, still does, yeah, of of Peter. Well, yeah. in that in that it's same beautiful. like to yeah. stay on that same interaction, that first interaction we get of Cap, you know, and Tony, when he is saying that when he was like, "I lost the kid," and Cap looks at him and he was like, "We all lost," yeah, he's like, "We lost," yeah, like flat out, and I think yeah. that is something again that these films earned mm-hmm. like when at the end of infinity war like when everybody loses we do not really see that we're not used to seeing that in a superhero movie no where even if there is some tragedy like at the end you're like oh okay at least they're on the up and up mm-hmm. no they lost like they legitimately lost they had the opportunity to win thor had the chance but they lost mm-hmm. and so i think that like they earned that buy-in from us no. of them losing yeah, and you see it sort of throughout the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. Everyone, Thor, Natasha, Cap, yeah, uh, Rocket, like they're all sort of struggling in their own different ways on, on how they're dealing with the loss, yeah. um, especially with the time jump. And then, and then how they all try to sort of figure it out is, is fascinating. And even what was even more fascinating to me was sort of Thanos' journey. I was like, how are they going to weave him into yeah. the storyline? Was- and then it kind of, <laughs> you're like, oh, that makes sense. It had me, and this is one of those films where... It had me thinking the whole way. Yeah. Which, again, some movies you can go into, turn your brain off, and just enjoy, which is great. This one, as it started unfolding, I was like, okay, how is this going to happen? How is it like, how is this going yeah. to weave together? As opposed to some movies where you are thinking that and realizing they're never going to. No. During this movie, I'm thinking that and being like, they will get there. Like, they, like I was yeah. just waiting for that path because the way it starts, pre-time jump, the way it ends, you're like, uh, how is this like? What is going to happen? Even if you might have an idea of where they will end I up, I still had no idea. I had, I had, genuine, no idea I had absolutely. I'm sitting there the whole time because the whole first thirty minutes of the movie is them just kind of like trying to come to terms with loss, everything that's yeah. happened, yeah, and the yeah. loss and everything else. And I love. Okay, so honestly, low key, Captain America reminds me of Tim. Because oh, he's mm. still trying to find the silver lining Always. and the positive. Always. And I was like, it took everything me to lean over and be like, oh my God, that's Tim right there. Like looking I, for the positive. He's my favorite Avenger. Yeah, he's what my favorite Avenger. And clearly that's why we're yeah. friends. But um, yeah, that first 30 minutes, I seriously sat there just kind of like, not even on edge, but just sitting there like squinting like, what? where is this even going? Because yeah. like, what's going to happen? And how it makes that turn, you're just like, oh, there we go. Because really, you're watching the first 30 minutes is watching these people try to figure their lives out without the yeah. people that are around them. Even when they have and like this plan. A lot of them, and some of them are in deep depression. Yeah. Some yeah. of them have not moved on with their lives. Yes. You know, so. Even when they come up with this plan, it's still like, well, how do we get to this moment? Like, how mm-hmm. do we get, because we know there's going to be a moment. Yeah. <laughs> how do we get to this moment? And we get to the moment, and it's really like, 
it feels like you said it feels very earned like how mm-hmm. they finally get there and even when it's you know the big third act it kind of makes sense and it's not when it started i was like this is gonna be really silly you know what i mean There's right, this moment right, where right. like this is gonna this could evolve in something really dumb right but it's not it's not and I, it's not honestly, that. in the beginning, I was like, this is getting a little too serious and a little too heavy for me. Yo, like, I feel like I'm yo, watching a yeah. regular movie and not a superhero movie. Yeah. But then, you know, yeah. it would do what these movies have managed to balance. The humor in this, like, I was cracking up at multiple points in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So as dark and as <laughs> harsh that first bit was, yeah. there is levity in this. There is humor from the characters where it that makes sense. Where it makes sense, exactly. I was yeah. going to say, the people that, the, the characters who are always the funniest. Rocket yeah. is always funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Thor. Know, so you're gonna, yeah, Thor like, is funny. Chris Hemsworth, right. we talked about this again right. before we recorded. Chris Hemsworth is legitimately funny yeah, in everything really he does. Yeah. And in this one, he gets so many moments to shine to just be Chris Hemsworth funny. Yeah. And then we, but we see his path and right. his trajectory. Right. Mm-hmm. And his was... You His know. was was brutal. Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of them are yeah. right because with everything that happened, yeah, it, it is tough to find that kind of silver lining. And even when Tony and Cap are interacting, and Cap was like, "I think this plan will work," and Tony was like, "I've missed that optimism." Mm-hmm. He was like, "It, we don't deserve it." He yeah. was like, right. "But I miss it." Yeah, right. and even I like that the people still weren't fully bought in as this movie oh, going yeah. on. Even <laughs> right. at the end, even when you know, Hawkeye has that scene where he gets really upset. With Thor, <laughs> like you go do it. Like yeah. there's still tension in the room mm-hmm. despite this plan sort of unfolding because these people, it, it, the stakes are super high. And I think mm-hmm. it comes across in the dialogue interactions. It's not like the stakes are high and then these guys are all buddy buddy. And it reminds me of like the very first Avengers. The one thing I appreciated is like they didn't know each other, right? Mm-hmm. And that was evident in the way they interacted with each other. Like they didn't know each other, yeah. And they're like supposed to sort of get along. They didn't kind of get along, but mm-hmm. they had this task and they all kind of had to work together. That's why that whole circle up scene where Cap calls it out is so great because that's them finally coming together as a unit to to, to fight Loki. Mm-hmm. And this film is there's sort of been splintered since Civil War and they're trying to come back together. And that is and that just like any whether it be a family member or a group of close friends, if something traumatic happened like the events of Civil War, yeah. those are feelings that do not just go away. Oh yeah, we see that early on in the film. Like, oh, and so yeah. we we see those interactions. Still right, yeah, right away. Yep, right away. <laughs> where it's just like but again they have earned that because no. watching these moments, if they had just shook hands and then they're like, oh, right, we're right. back together. No, because that's not how it works. Yeah, that is not reality. I'm and still they... I'm still mad at you, but there's bigger fish to fry. Like, there's yeah, right. like, yeah, we have something we need to actually really fix, but I'm really disappointed because we could have made this work if we hadn't gotten into this fight. Yeah. Like, Jon yeah. Snow's always like, hey, guys, I get you guys want to fight for the throne, but like, right. there's... But there's a bigger, yeah. But, so, but yeah, coming, bro, we have yeah. a really big problem <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. that will destroy all of mankind. So get it together. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of the same exact thing as like, okay, so we lost most people we cared about. You know, I will mm-hmm. say though, because I mean, a lot of people are team Thanos because for like huge obvious reasons, yeah. and I'm always been team Thanos. Mm-hmm. And even I love the part when Cap says, This is not a spoiler, but when Cap was like, There's whales in the Hudson or something like yeah. that or whatever. And I'm just like, Could you imagine? Because yeah. I live in New York and I'm just like, All I ever think, especially during the winter months when they salt the streets mm-hmm. and then it rains, and I'm like, That goes right into the river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the dirtiest river. Everything's just dirty. Well, even yeah. when I go to the beach, if I go to Far Rockaway, I hate going to that beach. Yeah. It is the dirtiest beach. <laughs> yeah. People are so dirty. Yeah. So imagine if you get rid of half of humanity, how much cleaner everything would be. Yeah. How mm-hmm. things would actually come back. And Thanos' little monologue talks yeah. about that. And I was like, oh, I like that this is in here. He you know? discusses like, yeah. you know I learned my lesson. Yeah. yeah, here's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> right, you know, like, and this is how it goes. You yeah. know, so even with that, He's like, there are villain. these things, but in the big picture, still, even like the idea of them wanting to bring people back, they still brought them back in a different. They want to bring them back in a different kind of situation. It's not right. like mm-hmm. because honestly, like, let's be. If what I noticed, I was like, I don't think that they were that. They were mad at Thanos for killing everybody, right? But I think they still got the point. They did. Oh, they yeah. did. Because even did. with the whole, you know, I mean, how do I just say this? Yeah, it, it, it is I know. How yeah. do I say like they, any spoilers? Like they, they under, still like they understand. Yeah. What he was going for, even recognizing that he is evil. Right. But they recognize like he's a madman. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. And it was not as if he was some madman who wanted to do that, wipe out half the life, and then be the ruler of the other half. Right. He was out there know. just chilling. 
living his yeah. best life farming <laughs> yes <laughs> legitimately and we saw that in the, at the end this yeah. is not even a spoiler that's the, yeah. the end of Infinity War that's legit is what he's, he's doing he was like Hung full on just like yeah I was like alright I'm good he's not ruling I'm, anything I'm, I'm gonna take a deep breath and sit in this sunset yeah, because mm-hmm. I feel like I've accomplished something. I did what I what I set out to do, and I feel yeah. good. All right, I'm gonna live, just live the rest of my right. existence, chilling, chilling, yeah, enjoying what I've done. Especially because you know, you're welcome. My Cut children, all my children are gone. Yeah, all, all of, of them, them are gone. All of them. Yeah, every single one of them. So what do I? So, all right, I'm gonna just do me and mm-hmm. live my best life and farm prickly pears or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, those are huge. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, but yeah, I just I'm still Team Thanos. Yeah, because I think I, I can't help it. I can't. I'm still team, team Thanos. What I appreciated about his character in the film, not necessarily when he was on screen, sort of hit the presence of him. Mm-hmm. You know, through this gap of you know, this time jump, like people were really affected by him. You know, even even you know, obviously not a spoiler. They see him again. There's still this weight of like, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Whereas, with, gotta, him, whereas yep. with him, he is just like, you know, it is like when when you spend all your time or energy like thinking negatively about somebody right. and you see them and they're like, wait, who, who are you? Who now? are you? Like, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they have not, they, they were done. They closed that chapter in their yes. life. Yeah. You have spent the past X amount of months, days, years right. thinking about, oh, next time I see that person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, right. that was it. It's like uh, the best one liner ever was from like the first, like the second or third season of um, Love and, oh no, Basketball Wives oh, when Evelyn Lozada was like, yeah. "You are non mother effing factor." You yeah, know, yeah, like, I remember that. Like, you know that that, that, that was was always and there's a meme from yeah. it now. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just so funny. That's Thanos. It's like you guys are non factors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not thinking about you. Yeah, I haven't thought about you ever. Yeah, yeah. And he says that there's like a voiceover in the trailer where he talks about like turning the planet, like just burning the planet care. up. Like I don't care. Like he I'll burn genuinely, this place up. I genuinely mm-hmm. like this in his whole like I don't don't take this personal thing. Yeah, you're you one know, of just like. Many I don't planets. care. I don't. I'm not thinking about you. Yeah. yeah. At all. I don't care whether you exist or you don't. Right. Yeah. I have this plan moving yeah. forward. Whether you make it or not, that's I whatever. I yeah. You all might I got, not. You uh, might not. <laughs> all I kept thinking was like the four agreements. Don't take anything personal. Don't take it personal. Yeah. If um, I murder you, don't take it personal. It's nothing against you. What I did appreciate mm-hmm. though, this film really ties into a lot of the other MCU films. Yes. In like a it does, really yeah. cool way. Yep, it does. It did an excellent job. And in smart ways. Even the ending, which I'll bring yeah. up more yeah. offline. You know what I, you know you know what I noticed more than anything though, watching this movie? Everyone in that movie is over the age of thirty five. Yes. Except for Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Yeah. You know, like every single person. Well, yeah, clearly. But I noticed that I was watching it. I'm like, yeah, every like, single person, all these superheroes in their 40s. It's like him and Shuri, like the only young ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're the only strange, teenagers. And everybody, everybody. else. Yeah. It's, I was like, this is, I thought that was really interesting, which was like, you know, because I, you know, as I get older, you know, you kind of get this. <laughs> but I'm like, these people are just like superheroes, mm-hmm. but yeah. they're not 25 they're not years kids. old. Yeah. Which I think was cool because also that also goes to show. To me, in my opinion, maturity and wisdom, mm-hmm. right? Because the older you are, not you don't not necessarily as you get older you become more mature, but those people do tend to have more wisdom because there's still some immaturity in right. like Scott and in like oh, Tony. Sure. You know, there's still this immaturity, <laughs> yeah. but there's still like you've lived enough life to know that these are some possibilities or some things that can happen, or we, let's learn from this mistake and do and move yeah. forward from there, which I really enjoy because I know a lot of times even like in the Ultimate Universe, the Fantastic Four are teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know they're super young, and you're kind of going like, okay, you guys are geniuses, but you don't have you are very highly intelligent, but you actually don't have the wisdom to put any of these plans into motion, really, because yeah. you don't have that experience. And we see this with Tony in this film, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, and that, that I was just gonna say, and then you see that with Tony, mm-hmm. you see it with Cap, mm-hmm. you know, he you still see, has to be Tony, but you like... still Tony because he's a jerk, you know, yeah. he's mm-hmm. snarky or whatever, but you still see the wisdom in their years of experience, even when you see Banner. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Which I thought was... It was really f- smart Yeah, and it was funny. smart and great. And like, that honestly, the whole time I'm sitting there watching them going just like, these people are all like in their 40s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is dope. Yeah. I'm like, I love that. That it, was definitely it, it, yeah. unique. And it, gives, and it gives, yeah, just a unique visual style, but also a tone. Where it's like, oh, this is somebody around this age where you would look up to them and be like, oh, you probably do have more of the answers because you've been on this planet longer. You Absolutely. have experienced more Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Right. So that was definitely interesting. Yeah. And it was really emotional. And I don't mean yeah. like like emotional, like s- sadness necessarily, but like a very emotional film. Like yeah, There were for these sure. moments that we obviously won't spoil. Right. That aren't the end of the film. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. That are but like, they're just 
really emotional. Yeah, and, and, to, and to them, life-changing moments. Yeah. And there still was like, there were super funny parts. Super funny. Super really funny, funny parts. The Captain America parts, actually. Because Captain America does tend to be, the Captain America yeah. movies tend to be the more serious movies, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Civil War. And then Iron Man's kind of in between. But then you get like the Thor and then and the, the Ant-Man, Ant-Man movies the and the Spider-Man. The Guardians, those are more like the comic relief type yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. And then you have the ones that are a little bit more serious. Yeah. Then the Avengers ones are like, the world's going to end. Yes, right. yeah, absolutely. And the Captain America are just, you know spy, spy movies. espionage movies yeah. or whatever so you know like but the mix of those together and how Ant-Man might be a little bit more serious now and then how Cap might be a little bit more funny and then how they like you know mm-hmm. how they mix the two of those together which I I enjoyed yeah. watching look Ant-Man know? had like a couple serious moments yeah, Cap he had did. a lot of funny moments yeah and Cap yeah. had the funny moments because he doesn't really ever have funny moments really no. it's yeah. everyone around him has the funny yeah. moment but he he's still play kind off of like it. yeah he's he, a straight yes, man yes yeah. so I enjoyed it Scott's moment when he first becomes aware uh, of the situation and yeah. has yeah. this interaction. It was good. And again, like that was so emotional and so heartfelt yeah. in this, in this world where he is like, he is now being exposed to this yeah. new reality. Right. And face to face with it. And that was just, that was so well done. I do you think. Know, I would, sorry to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Scott showing up. So I, this isn't really a spoiler because this happened so soon in the movie, right. but Scott just showing up made Ant-Man and the Wasp make more sense. Yes. Because Ant-Man yeah. and the Wasp to me made no sense. Really? It didn't. I, I, was think, just I, think, like, I think it was for this these moments. I think it, yeah. for real. And even like the post credit scene of, yeah. Ca- of Captain Marvel. Like I was like, yeah. because that makes so much more sense. Yeah. And my dad I, like, was like leaning over to me and asking me like, wait, who is this again? Wait, who, what is this? Like, <laughs> right. what? And I was like, he's like, oh, oh, right, right, right. He goes, who's Scott? I go, him. <laughs> right. Ant-Man. Yeah. He's like, oh, 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 oh. You know, yeah. just like, yeah. <laughs> but um, sort of recreate a bunch of other moments from other movies. Yes, from Infinity mm-hmm. yes. War. Yes, from one of, one of, of the films. greatest moments from Winter Soldier. Yeah, yes. I was like laughing. I loved it. I oh my really god, the giddy. best! I, like, oh, they're gonna uh, this no, again. I thought it was that was awesome. <laughs> um, I was waiting. I was literally oh, yeah. just sitting there and, waiting. And it feels like fan service, but like in a cool way, not like in a dumb way. But they right. in yeah. a yeah. fun. Like, like, it just goes back to like earned this mm-hmm. over the course of 11 years yeah absolutely all it took was and they're everywhere in this room. like they're oh, all yeah. over the all, all it took yeah. was a door opening yeah and for us to be like okay yeah like, we know how this happened last time <laughs> <laughs> right and even the one there was a scene like a comic relief kind of scene with ant-man and that was funny enough and they didn't do too much yeah you know even that i was like oh that's cute and that's kind of funny yeah. and it literally was like two seconds and mm-hmm. Um, of course, we got our Stan Lee cameo, which was awesome. Yeah, that was. God, we got they, our Stan Lee they, cameo. They did People say clapped. that, that yeah. this was the last one. Yeah. Which, if this is, this was an interesting choice to do. Right, right, right. Because um, you almost miss him. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, we wouldn't. But my, my yeah. dad completely missed it. My yeah. dad didn't see it. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. I mean, of course, I, we I did. laughed. Yeah. Out loud. As soon as yeah. I saw the yeah. bumper sticker said "Nuff said." Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Here it comes, and then then they gave it to us. And it was interesting whether. You know, out of respect or not, but we probably got another cameo of his wife. Like how? So the the last time that the two of them cameoed in a movie together was, I think, Amazing Spider Man. Uh, it was either Amazing Spider Man one that library scene. No, when they were when they the, were sitting at the on, on the porch. Oh, and like oh, they, oh, they look up yeah. and something is happening. So I mean, maybe that could be. Oh, was that was supposed to be? Was you? What you think that was? I think so. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think so. I got you. That that would be really clever. Uh, speaking of kind of things going back to kind of the past, which again, in this movie, the lead up to it, most people will understand that there's either a time jump, a time backwards, forward, something like that. So there's a time jump. That's fine. Um, the de-aging, or I would just say the aging effects in general in this mm-hmm. were incredible. Like yeah, they, they were looked so good. Yeah, they did a good job. And it just, it really goes to show like, this is getting to the point where it's almost a little bit creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That weird uncanny valley where you're like, yeah. yeah. But now it is getting to the point. Like, you know, it is obviously, you know, it is DH because that actor is way older, but you could almost be convinced it was yeah. not. Like, right. Oof. Yeah. I'm like, it's getting looking real smooth. Yeah. I'm like, how'd they do that? I'm like, maybe, oh, it must be like computers, but it looks. Yeah. Right. And even on kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, yeah. like, right. Same thing, like, so convincing. Oh, that so real. was it a different actor? No. Yeah. I thought it was a different actor. Uh-uh. No. That is impressive. <laughs> no. I thought it was a different actor. I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. So, Shut um, up. <laughs> so, 
So they other- are doing real good. I've always just genuinely myself personally been really impressed with Nebula's makeup, no matter yeah. what. Nebula's Absolutely. makeup has always been really impressive, especially seeing how terrible yeah. um Mystique's makeup has gotten. Oh, oh gosh, oof. don't remind you me. You know, like how bad it has gotten, <laughs> how corny it's like it looks like you I uh, like us Nebula three as did a it character. together. But Nebula, yeah, she's a great girl. I love Karen Gillan. I love yeah, the I love, Karen. I love the companion. I love the companion. But um Amy Pond. Just they did they do such a good job yeah. with her makeup mm-hmm. and like I just every like that's one I I stare the whole entire time because the first movie she shaved her head yeah. but the rest of them she's wearing a bald cap yeah. and I'm still just like staring super yeah. hard at like just so impressed at how and I even like Nebula's it journey in this yeah, yeah. Nebula was awesome yeah she was great yeah she there had like only, stuff to do yes there were only a couple characters that to me did not get as big of a an arc or as big of a resolution mm-hmm. there are some characters that were just kind of there. And therein kind of lies the problem with the movie this big. Who do you yeah. think was just there? So there were a couple of people, and obviously the kind of the, the final battle, uh, like the third act thing, where yeah. just gonna show up like it. Everybody couldn't get the shot in that. I mean, right. I'm sure there's footage of it. You just like we're talking about a four hour movie at that point, right? 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 Which, Which is why I mean, is it if it, if I talk about what how I feel about it, is that a spoiler? How you feel about it? You know about what I compared it to? Is that a spoiler? Uh, might be. Might be. Yeah. Yeah. It might Never be. Mind. Yeah. It might um, be. Never mind. But Never mind. so in this in this three hours, <laughs> when you are trying to, I want to, spoil, I want to say spoiler. <laughs> when you're trying to wrap up twenty two films, yeah. eleven years, we get a lot of jumping around from place to place to place. Yeah. It it still makes sense, but it is a slow burn. Yeah. Like it re- some of those jump scenes, not jump scenes, like everything is transitioned. But it was like, okay, here we are here with this person. Here we're this person. Everybody had a moment, this, you know. And so, yeah. We, but it but they like, did it. They did it pretty seamlessly, though. They did, it, for me, I did not bother. It I didn't bother me at all. It, it didn't was jump. Seamless. Yeah, it was yeah seamless. exactly. It was seamless, but it was just kind of like, okay, like we knew what it was kind of right. getting to, but it yeah. was a slow burn to get there. I yeah. felt like they did a good job, like they did with Infinity War, where the, they were like when they were jumping from planet to planet, yeah. and they would just say the, what yeah. it was and right. where it was, yeah. where yeah. nowhere now, where yeah, they did a good job of doing that. I felt, and even at first, I was kind of like. Even the discussion they were having on the, on yeah. the trip, like one of the teams is, is is talking about what they're doing, and it and it, it and it made sense that they were sort of like more alike than they sort of knew, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. say who it was, right, right, right. But yeah, yeah, that was a cool team. The team up. ups were yeah. great. It was just great. They did a cool good job ups. matching up who they needed to match up for certain things, and yeah, that was that was interesting because again, it shows how much of a leader Cap is, mm-hmm. and how much tension again there was between tony and cap because tony was just like cool whatever we just here's the answer here's a thing no idea if it is going to work but here whereas cap is like this is strategy we're a team you two go here you there yeah. like he immediately embodies he's still the leader. that, that yeah. leader gives that rah-rah role. speech yes he does yeah. he's great um, I, and then i just loved um I what I enjoyed really was after so Infinity War is over, everyone's lost people, but how Rocket just became an Avenger. Yeah, yeah, he was just like there that. With yeah, like immediately he became an Avenger. Like I am now an Avenger. Like I just I love that. It was like seamless. It just was like there he is. And to me, I didn't think anything of it until Black Widow makes a comment about I just was talking to she a was raccoon. Like, I get emails from a raccoon. Yeah, I get emails. Yeah. That's what she said. And and like even and even like Tony being like, I thought you were a build a bear. You know, like you know, like that. <laughs> whole thing and I'm like oh I guess yeah that doesn't make sense because Tony was in space he has no idea who Rocket yeah, is mm-hmm. but it's just like I like how you know that yeah. how he just transitioned onto the team really really effortless, effortlessly yeah. I can't talk yeah. well, and I also like how Tony or Cap in those situations just kind of rolls with it he does Cap yeah. is just like cool this is a new addition to the team right blah blah let me find a place for and you and also like Cap is just so like I just love Chris Evans as a human being. Yeah. I prefer him with a beard. But like him being, <laughs> yeah, being Captain America. And like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that hair. And that Cap has, I think, but the just, coolest stuff to do in this film. He does. Yeah. But like, just, by far. But also to me, no matter what, yeah. he's a good leader because he's also really respectful to everyone around him. Yes. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he's respectful. Like, the Rocket is a part <laughs> of the team now. He doesn't talk down to Rocket. Like, mm-hmm. Rocket is less than anyone else. No. He's still a part of this team. Yeah. For you know, sure. like which I loved. Like I thought, I I really enjoyed that part of him. He's great. Yeah. And how did you feel about how it, the the ending, like sort of like where we left off with this sort of arc, and where we might be headed? What is interesting, and this is not a spoiler because we talked about with all of these movies, of how many post credit scenes there are, just kind of give people a heads up. 
Yeah. At, at our press screening, and very rarely do they do this, but you know, at our press screening, there were zero. There is not a mid-credit scene. There's not a post-credit scene. That is a bold choice, even though they have so much in the bank. Like they know, especially with Disney Plus and announcing the shows that oh, we, are going to be on We know there. Spider-Man Far From Home is coming. We know that is coming we out. We know Guardians is coming. Guardians. Like, and Black Panther too. Black Panther is coming. WandaVision. Like, Apparently Black Black Widow is coming. Yeah. Black Widow solo. Right. God. Uh, it's a prequel. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Yeah. 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 Um, so it was interesting that because... As the credits start, you know, my buddy who I was with leans over and he's like, what do you think they're going to be? And I was like, I have no idea kind of where they Me, myself, are going personally, to go. I knew there wasn't going to be a post-credit scene because what is the post-credit scene? Leading into Spider-Man Far From Home. I mean, yeah, they, but they don't need a post-credit scene for Spider-Man they, they, Far From Home. They, what does it have to do with the rest don't. of the Avengers? Yeah. They don't. It doesn't have to do with the rest of the story. The story's mm-hmm. ended. Yeah. yeah. The story's over. We do, and we so, have our, you know what I mean? Yeah. We had our part one, I, two, I was and three, and be, everything it, in between. It'd be a scene where it's like, uh, Nick Fury trying to recruit Spider-Man. Maybe. They, we kind of see that in now the trailer. Now that you're an Avenger, here's what I need you to do. Right, but we've seen the Yeah, yeah, yeah we've seen it in the trailer. But you I, know, like, I haven't like, seen the trailer, but I've kind of heard. Like like an extended version of that. Yeah, I can right, see that, right, yeah. but like, I don't, again, I think I'm, Feige, I'm I think Feige knows what he's doing. He's just yeah. like, you know what, we ended, we're done. This we're chapter in. is now closed. Yeah. Let's end and we're going to do, we're going to open a new chapter. So with the next chapter, we'll start post-credit scenes with the next chapter. And there is, there is a, I don't even know, like a, Post-credit teaser is the easiest that I could say. No visual, just audio. So like we hear something at I the know, very very I know end. What we're hearing though. I don't think I don't think that's from the future. I think that's from the past. I have no idea, but it just like I think it's from the past. But it might. I mean, to me, when you said Maybe. that, because I I wasn't there for that part mm-hmm. of it. Because when I think when I saw that there wasn't a first post-credit scene, mm-hmm. I was like, I need to get my phone. Yeah. Like I need to because right. I know. think it's paying homage to. Our Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Not any, nothing other than that. There was something that I really wanted it to be, though tied to one of my theories, but. It that's didn't, way it too not. soon for that. I know. You know that. And, though. and also, like, yeah. Like, you do just, enough movie yeah, stuff yeah, to yeah. know we are way too soon for that. Right. Especially because, like, just that, fo- that, uh, that, the acquisition of Fox just happened. It I know. Just a- after, I know. After the movie closed, like wrapped and was already yeah. in like after post production. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like so now, my man. Like I, yeah. well, I would love it. Oh, the 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 love movie it. fan of me, the nerd in me would love it. Love but I know it. it's just not. Absolutely, because that's one of my favorite villains. Like I just, yeah. thought, you know, I'd be. Well, one of the things I thought of watching this was like, man, I I I wish that they had always had the X Men movies. Yeah, they would have been oh, so geez. much better. I was rewatching because it was on the other day, and I talked to you two about it in, in our group text that we talked to each other. Literally all day. All day, every day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, X-Men Apocalypse was on, and I was like, this movie is so bad. He was just a, you know, stylist the whole movie. So bad. Let me change your style. Woo, now you look cool. Yeah. No, it was bad. Angel died in a plane crash. You know what I kept noticing, though? Which kept cracking me up. Chris Evans is like 6'2". Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Paul Rudd and uh, Robert Downey are maybe like 5'7". Yeah. And so I kept noticing, I was like, they were either sitting, if they were all on a scene together, they were sitting down or you couldn't see their legs. Yeah. Because they tried to make sure that everybody was tall enough. Yeah. Like even that first scene when, when Scott shows Thor. up, yeah. like I'm like, they are keeping them at a distance. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, because Thor, um, Chris Hemsworth, yeah, Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans are each over six feet tall. Yeah. And the rest of them, like, I went to Comic-Con and I stood next to that Ant-Man costume and I was like, my man, I think I'm taller <laughs> than this costume, which means you're shorter than me because right. yeah. the costume is bigger. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like... So that that kind of stuff is always funny to me. Like yeah. I remember when I saw like some GI Joe movie or something like that, and it was with The Rock and Bruce Willis. I sat mm-hmm. next oh, the to Bruce. One. Yeah, I saw I sat next to Bruce Willis one time at a bar in LA, and I've seen, The Rock is what six three. Yeah, he is a big dude. Bruce Willis <laughs> is also five seven. Yeah. And they had them walking side by side. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like Fast Five with The Rock and Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Look at him in the eyes. I was like, "My God, you're not. <laughs> you're not. You're yeah. not as big, right?" As the rock. So it's always funny to me, like seeing that. Yo, okay, this is a spoiler though. Never mind. I was okay. gonna talk about Robert Downey's yeah. size mm. for part of the movie. Uh, and then... Gotcha. I was gonna ask you, how do you feel about how it ended? I I I thought it was an excellent close to that story. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think it made sense, and yeah. I like like I said with with my spoiler that I was gonna say that I didn't say that ending of that was like way too long to wrap it up. They're half an hour to wrap up these characters. Mm-hmm. They wrapped up these characters in like five minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they did an excellent job wrapping Touching, it up. Touching, yeah. sweet, yeah. funny. Yep. And to the point. Heartfelt yep. to Heartfelt the point. to the point. And you felt, I felt closure. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. a, a few 
a few really great like comic book moments. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is great. And yeah. then they're like, oh, that's... Yes. It yep. ends on such a sweet note yeah. where Infinity War ended on like a... People wait, left, what? I remember, I remember people <laughs> leaving Infinity War not talking. Right. Like, it was... Heartbroken. Like, you felt the energy just drained from the room. This one ended on like any other comic book movie that they've done where it was like, oh, this is just sweet. Yeah. Like, this is just soft. Yeah. Like, it, I get, that is the first word that came to mind that I wrote down. I mean, they owed that, they owed that to us. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, everybody was so traumatized, right. traumatized. When I went and I saw Infinity War, I was in tears personally because I was laughing at how shocked everyone oh, was when things happened. The second happening. time I saw it, I was like, I oh, laughed was stressed out. out loud twice and I felt like a jerk because I didn't mean to. It was like not on purpose. I wasn't mm-hmm. being obnoxious, but yeah. it was funny to me because everyone's reactions, I'm like, y'all, this is like fiction. This is part one. And also, we yeah. read the comic, we kind of have Yeah, idea. we know what's going to happen. They're not yeah. these, no, they're not killing these folks off. Relax. You know, like, let it go. Yeah. You know, like, of course, you know, like, I think the only touching, like, moving thing for me was the rocket and Groot thing. But I was like, y'all relax. Like, they coming back. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. so, like, but everyone was so devastated at the end. So this was, like, heartwarming. Yeah. Right? Well, on this, like, they... So many people in this movie. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of people. <laughs> lot I mean, of like, people. there was a, a picture, and I sent it to you guys, and I have yet to confirm if it is real or not, of the box set of all of the these 22 movies yeah. called the Infinity Saga in this big box set. Watching these as the Infinity Saga, all of these movies, this was a satisfying conclusion. Like yeah. this was, it wrapped everything up. It put a bow on some things that we felt needed a bow. It just kind of left other things. Moving now forward into almost phase five because the last phase four movie is Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Like, But the ability to pull from these people if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah. yeah. The, like I said, other than a couple characters, maybe not getting as many moments, which again, in an ensemble cast that has 20 some characters that you now have established, mm-hmm. it is hard to to give us those. Uh, the power differential was interesting also. So in, in Infinity War, we see a couple characters in being insanely powerful. And in this one, whether there was a different reason to fight for it or something it did not seem like they were as powerful as they were in the last battle that we just saw them in so that was something that was interesting because i mean we all saw what thor was able to do in the first one mm-hmm. in this one granted they kind of wrote in an interesting <laughs> but that makes device. sense though. um i don't know if it's a device i think if we're following thor's trajectory as a character we start from the first thor mm-hmm. where he's the guy who doesn't want to any responsibility then he gets it he's mm-hmm. like he's he's still noble and honorable then we get to thor the dark world where he's trying to sort of manage being thor and stuff has happened on earth and he's got his brother loki and then ragnarok he's sort of lost and his his sister has has killed a lot of his people and you know he's struggling to still figure out who he is and he lost his hammer and he doesn't know what's going on he's on a weird planet and then in infinity war he has this redemption but then he doesn't finish the it goes job. down again yeah yeah, so he's in a he's in a weird space because he's a god, mm-hmm. and all he's known I mean he's a, he's a thousand years old, and all he's known is being Thor and being as guardian and and being a ruler. And here's this point. and always winning, always winning. And he's 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 had these very very low points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, I think his behavior in this film makes one hundred percent sense. I don't think it's like a device. I think it makes sense that he would he would be this person. Yeah, because so he's the, lost. Yeah, and like like a lot of characters, like they're all lost. Yeah, and he's he's lost, and he feels the most. And and Rocket talks about that. Rocket's the one who brings it because he, he never verbalizes. Rocket's the one who's like, yeah, uh, I know how he's feeling this way because this 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was interesting. The introduction of Captain Marvel, who is kind of the new character in yeah. in this one that we just saw Captain Marvel's movie. How did you two feel about the way they handled that character? It's good. They did a good job, and they made it look like the comic, which is great. Yeah. You know, because when she became, when she went from Miss Marvel to Captain Marvel, she cut her hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, there she is. There's a comic book one. Yeah. You know, but they did a good job because she is really powerful. My dad leaned over to me and goes, she's like Supergirl. And I'm like, yep, yeah. dad. All right. But even how they use her power sets, it's great. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's not because, too much. Because, and she's also powerful. because she's powerful. But again, you're not that powerful. But she's still powerful. And there, I enjoyed that. There's a great moment because a lot of people were like, if Captain Marvel just swings in oh, and beats man. Thanos, then it's going to be right. unearned, blah, right. blah. But man, Thanos was running that fade. Like he, well, everybody he was, was giving catching it. Everybody, yeah, the fade. yeah, <laughs> everybody which, was which catching so much, it. So much different than so many villains we see in multiple comic yeah. book movies. This is a general. This is a 
leader. This is a, a martial artist. Yeah. Like when he is right. fighting people, he is not just throwing haymakers. Like right. he, he works and he's over. Moving. Right. Yeah. Oh he's moving gosh. fast. And he's he big. Is, yeah. And he's strong. And he has that crazy yes. weapon. Yeah. Like he's Which yeah. again is unlike something like Doomsday or Steppenwolf. Not just pick on DC movies, but we have those like big clumbering brute where it's like who are shooting stuff out their hands or right. out the sky. Like right. he is huge, but he knows how to fight. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really need the gauntlet to fight. He's him. moving like Bruce Lee. Yeah. yeah. We're just like speed, efficiency. Yeah. He knows yep. how to use his weapons. Like yep. bobbing and weaving. You know, like, that was impressive. Yeah. It was it was I every time I was like, My God, he's really good. He's really yeah. He was giving the people the business. Like, yes. They, they <laughs> he really was. Out. The biz. I, was, I really thought everybody was gonna die. <laughs> Yo, there, were, there, there was, was a, a no, there was I'm being serious. Like, there was yeah, no, I was like, Oh, cause okay, all right, you uh, about to die then. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's broken now. Oh, you about to die, yeah. my, my man. You're gonna die. So the rumors are true. You're yeah. gonna die. And they didn't do any fake outs, which I no. appreciate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I hate that nonsense. I hate that. There was one lingering, and it was not even a fake out. But there's a character we see in this, who then disappears, and we never see that character again. I mean, we know that he is getting a show. I get, spoiler alert. Whatever. It is Loki. But like we see him in the beginning because that was another unanswered thing. Mm-hmm. Because after Infinity War, people were like, what is going to happen? This and that. I mean, he's dead. But he, in he, this in this movie, like, he after. He died in Infinity no, War. No, he's dead, dead. He's dead, dead. He's dead, dead. We didn't Cause, see. Because Thanos what, tells him no resurrections this time. But That's what, like, what we that was see a point. here, we see him with the thing and disappear. Correct. Where he goes from there. That's fair. But, but not to spoil Because that, that, that didn't. Because, yeah, that didn't. Because they didn't, they didn't ever bring that nope. back up. They so never, once he, once they he didn't have to. Because uh, at the end, when a person goes to do a thing, they're sort of doing some things that right. none of that really matters. Yes. So that, yeah. that to me, that was a hole, though. Yeah. Because it just like that is something where that that character, like he could have helped at some point. We just oh, just kind of, you know, on either side, but still. Like, Again, it was still nice. To, they did a good job with showing how powerful the women were. It was, yeah. it, was it was a bit to me, kind of like girl powerish. Yeah. Which I thought was wildly. A little corny because I hate that kind of stuff. Like I, I hate just cliche. Like yeah. let's do this because it makes women feel good. It's this is because it makes people of color feel yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of cheesy. I don't like it for a forced thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I did appreciate the fact that they're trying to show you that these women are just as powerful as the men. Don't think that oh they're, they're powerful in, they're for fighting. a girl because yeah. a lot of these women are more powerful. Yeah, than they're the not damsels in distress. <laughs> you no know, one's trying yeah. to save because them. the thing is like. When Cap gets hit, he gets knocked down, you know. But yeah. when, it, whereas, like, if an, if one of the girls, like Captain Marvel, gets hit, she is like, "Well, that hurts," and she gets back up. She's mm-hmm. more like that smart as opposed to like, "I have blood in my mouth." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it is nice to see that the women technically are a little more powerful than yeah. most of the men, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. You mm-hmm. know, especially because they. But the reason they are powerful is because of their powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. Because which is still really really cool. Yeah. Because yeah. to me, it's just like yeah. Because honestly. If Iron Man didn't have money, he would be pretty trash because he has no muscle mass. And if Captain America had no super soldier serum, and you know what I mean. But He's these women are like, I'm yeah. powerful. This is what this is what I have. And yeah, I like that. Also, there was just one moment in particular that I think you and I both think about, where like it was a very in your face, yeah, girl power moment. Good, right? God, was fine. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. It I was, was fine. I, it was part just, of me was just kind of like, okay. it was short. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, all right. We'll... <laughs> But at the same time, I, but the same time, because you guys know how I am, and I I love women, and I love my relationships with the women in my life, and mm-hmm. I have a crap ton of female friends. I was like, okay, that would be me, because it's like all of these. We don't fight with each other. We don't bicker. We don't talk about each other behind each other's backs. When we're together, we are like for real, like a squad. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I was like, because it was still diverse, different kinds of people, different powers, different backgrounds, different yep. everything. Like we got a like, squad. We're, we're squatting up right now. Yeah, we're not out here like talking about each other. We're like, nah, we're on a team. Yeah. We're part of a team. And I and I enjoyed that for yep. what it was. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, other than we could go into spoilers for two hours, but we're not nah, going to do that. No, no, um, let's not do that. Yeah. So yeah. So this movie comes out in just a couple days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Official ratings. Colonel or Jess? I give it a good. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Tim, it's a good man. It, like like Jessica said, it's a fitting into sort of this saga. And it sort of wrapped it, everything up very nicely, which I know is really difficult to do. So it was, mm-hmm. yes, hats it off is. to everybody involved yes. for sort of this touching. I, I I get why people felt so moved at the premiere last night because yeah. everyone's there. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. 
Yeah. And I get why people will be moved watching this. There will be people who will cry through it and right. laugh through it, like for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was going to say what he said. Um, it, it wrapped it up nicely, but we also didn't get a cop-out ending. Yeah. yeah. I hate the cop-out ending where you're just kind of like, oh. Yeah. Because part of me, even with the way that the plot develops, I was like, ah, oh, here comes the They're cop trying to out. set up mm-hmm. something. Yeah, and it's I was not. like, here it goes. I was like, it's this is going to be wildly corny. And then I was like, no, this is perfect because even within the plot, there was these issues that yep. I was like, yeah. that would make sense. You Don't know, okay, sense. oh my God, yeah, okay. You know, so I didn't feel, because I hate a cop out. Oh, I hate man. a cop out. Yeah. It's lazy writing. Yeah, hats was, off to them. Yeah, they did I, a I good job. I was happy. Say, I was very happy. Say, I will be you. seeing it again on Friday. Yeah, I'm seeing yeah, it on same. Thursday. Yeah. I'm seeing it on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, my official rating is is also good. I think that the Russos, when they first started talking about this, that they were like, in the trailers, those are only scenes from the first 15 minutes. That, that was mostly accurate. Yeah. Like, there were only mostly a, accurate. There were only a couple scenes, a couple images. But out of context. Yeah, exactly. From the trailer that took place a little bit later. Okay, yeah. but it's all. And you know, I didn't see any trailers. So. Yeah, yeah. But it's all out of context. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but that and, and they do the thing they do, which is like removing people from the trailer. Yeah, you're like, oh, I didn't know so and so was in this shot or this person's in the shot. Right, they did right, a really right. good job of yeah. like messing with you. shooting in without the other person. All they did was they were like, they're reminding you, don't forget to buy tickets for this movie that's yeah. coming out. But we're not really showing you anything. Oh, how much do you think this makes? So that is the other thing. So AMC theaters announced that as of right now, 17 of their theaters are going to be open 24, 24 hours. hours. 24 hours a day for four days yeah. to compensate because they were like every show is selling sold out. out yeah how much do you think it makes three three billion in the first opening in the opening weekend opening weekend it's over two hundred million opening weekend I'll say three three hundred million because twenty four hours yeah it might be close to three hundred mil opening yeah weekend. opening weekend I think and that that's uh globally or nation Dome- uh, domestic domestic I mean yeah domestic. So I say three. It might make three hundred. Are we gonna, are we gonna do the um? Are we ever playing the price, prices right rules? Whoever is the closest <laughs> without going over wins. Yeah, I, I, I so say, I'm pulling I say three hundred. I'm pulling up Infinity War just to kind of give us a base of reference. Opening weekend. So opening weekend was two hundred and fifty-seven. All right, I say oh, three hundred. Yeah, I say three hundred. Yeah, I say three hundred. Absolutely. But, but that was, was that globally. Oh, it's, oh domestic. That domestic. Was just, yeah, two fifty-seven. Jesus. Yeah, it's gonna make three billion, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I need a GIF. Of Kevin Feige on, that on a money. stack, on a stack of, cash. of money. I know he's just like. I mean, can we Google his net worth? Like, it's probably, yeah, yeah. It'll probably make me sad. That's my dream is to be the guy who no one really knows what his face looks like, but is really talented hmm. and has a lot of money. Tell people, me people, more. People know. People, <laughs> Shut people up. know what Feige looks like. But you know what I mean to be yeah. that famous. Like people, like only us geeks would be like. Hey, that's you see the Russo cameo? His net worth. Net, yeah, that was great. That was really funny. Net worth of seventy million. Uh, yeah, right now, I wonder how much he looks like my dad. End. Oh my god, he get a tan! Uh, I wonder how much he's gonna get on the back end. Okay, so yeah, opening weekend was two fifty seven. Oh, it's breaking three hundred. I, I say, this, I say three, absolutely. Okay, now wait, price is right rules. Price is so right rules. Close without going without over. going over. I said three first. Three ten. And are you gonna say one dollar? Yeah. <laughs> like they do on oh, price one dollar. One dollar. So Jet, okay, Tim, you said what? Three ten. I said 310. What do you say? Now, this we'll is, a, a good sense of this is Thursday through Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thursday through Sunday. I got to go like, I'm going 335. I'm, I said 310 only because people be home and watch Game of Thrones. Oh, absolutely. Battle of Winterfell. Yeah. So that's, that's oh, cancel. Battle of Winterfell's on Sunday. That's going to cancel a lot of Sunday night Oh, streaming. absolutely not. I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. So that's why I went 310. Yes. So 3, 335. Yeah. All right. All right. Don't make it up. I win. Next couple weekends. So, You've got to be a fool to open a movie with this next oh, to this. No, there are so many movies that we saw. What's opening right now? This What's opening this weekend? Nothing. <laughs> I think next weekend's The Intruder. What is that? The Michael Ely the, yeah, movie where... The, where <laughs> with, um, what's his name from the commercials? Yeah. Meg Ryan's ex-husband. Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Uh, the Intruder. The White Crow is opening this weekend. What is nope. The White Crow? Uh, the Intruder. This weekend's The Intruder. Long shot. Long shot. Oh my God. Ugly Detec- dolls. Detective Pikachu is the next big thing. I'll be seeing that. But that yeah. is still two weeks. It's two weeks out. And no, nothing is and going to And The Hustle. Yeah. Pikachu and The Hustle. This is going to be the number one movie for Tolkien. Probably. Oh, John, John Wick comes out in May, May John 17th. Wick might be the only thing that dethrones it. Uh, Detective Pikachu. I don't think that it will dethrone it, though. Yeah. Detective it'll Pikachu just it'll night. it'll be busy. People will, but I don't think it will dethrone it. So you you see it being the number one movie all the way up. Until I think it'll be for at least a month. It'll be number one all the way up until Aladdin. Yeah, I think it'll be number one for a month. Mm. It's a month. Aladdin's about a month. It's twenty fourth. It's about a month. That, that, that might be the only the only movie that I could see Pikachu is Detective Pikachu beating it for number one one of the weeks. 
It would be the opening weekend. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, not much is coming. Yeah. Again, we saw movies two, three weeks ago that pushed up their release because they were like, we are not messing with no, the No, don't April. even try it. Yep, don't <laughs> like, even. No. Yep. If you want to lose money, put it out. Put it out same time as a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. for real. So, especially or a big Disney movie. The biggest Marvel yeah, movie. Right. So. All right. Cool. So this is the, it's funny. It's just the end of our of a of like big epic saga, whatever movie. So this For is the beginning because this the, so we have the end of Avenger or even the end of Marvel, pretty much. Then we'll have the end of Game of Thrones, yeah. and then we have the end of Star Star Wars coming. Oof. Yeah. And even though the wild thing is, even though people complain so much about this new these new Star Wars movies, this movie still make an insane so amount of money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Disney, who is it? Eisner, who's the who's the head of Disney now? Who's that at Disney? Uh, Bob Iger? Not anymore. He's oh, no, no, Who's, no, the, who's yeah. the new... Somebody else. Yeah, I'm not sure. Same thing. I need a gif of him. But I know Kathleen Kennedy's producing all the Star right. Wars stuff. <sighs> yeah. She's killing it. Yeah. But so many... And props to Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, so many people are like... They got a fight. fired her. I heard they fired her. I heard they fired her. Like, yeah, right. Woman in charge, blah, blah. Said the same thing about Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel went, over, went on to make over a billion dollars. Absolutely. So go ahead, trolls. Get yeah. mad. Yeah, yeah, they stay mad. <laughs> like... Yep. So cool. Uh, Jess, where can people find you on social media? They can find me at JD O'Brien on Instagram and JDC O'Brien on Twitter. I have all of 300 followers. Hey. Holler at your girl. Get some more followers. All I do is just creep on other people's Instagram and laugh at jokes and uh, live tweet things occasionally. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Tim. Uh, the People's Critic, uh, CRTIC on Twitter, People's Critic on Instagram. Yeah. And the uh, People's Critic blog dot com for reviews and stuff nice and then tim and i were both invited to be on another local podcast oh, right. film critic podcast here in town cinema squabble <laughs> uh so definitely look forward to that, that airs on friday that air, yeah there's on that airs on friday i will drop the link below same with both of their social media handles uh thank you everybody for listening uh this is episode 156 nice which is a lot so yeah three year anniversary was last week uh this it is it is crazy so, yeah, thank you, everybody, for, for listening, for your support. Uh, make sure to go to the website, abouttreeview.com, for full links to the show notes and guests at About Treeview on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to email the show at, or not at, but abouttreeview at gmail.com. So for this week's episode of the About Treeview podcast, I have been joined by... Curly Nerd Jess. And... And Tim, the People's Critic. And I have been your host, that guy named John. We will see you next time. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves.